Well, it's better late than never. I know it. it. I'm Nathan. I'm Jonathan, and it is not 7 a.m. on a Tuesday when this episode should have released, and it is not Brent's fault. It is not Anchor.fm's fault. It is not Apple Podcast's fault. It is not Spotify's fault. It is not Google, whatever that's called's fault. (laughs) It's our fault. Mine and And mine. Nathan's. We are tardy, and this is You'll Die Trying. Talk about tardiness. I know. Dadgummit. I'm not a tardy person. Being on time means being early. Showing up on time means being late. Does that make sense? Yes. Uh, but that isn't true for me anymore. I'm just going to be honest. <laughs> I was going to say, you're like, I'm not tardy, but I am tardy. I am. I mean, and not just in this podcast release today, which we'll talk about here in a second, but I have always been a punctual person, but my work schedule now makes it to where even Joy, she's like, so when are you done today? And I'll say, oh, I'm done at 7. So you'll be home at 7.30? I'm like, no, I'll be done. At, like, I'll be home at 7.10 because I can lock up and be home in 10 minutes. I roll in at 7.30. You never are supposed to tell your spouse a time. I learned that really quick. A couple years ago, I'd be like, oh, I'll be home at 5.30. And then at 7.20, I'd come rolling in. She'd be like, I thought you said 5.30. <laughs> oh and I'm not saying that gosh. to sound. Yeah, well. I would be spouseless if I did that very well, often. Work and visitation, you're at the mercy of the people. They, True They're going to go and eat turkey sandwiches after visitation. Visitation ends at I 7. I love but, a turkey sandwich. I know. But that's Why what, did you say? Don't talk I'm about sorry, food. But that's, what, that's how it worked. Well, here's the thing, though. There's, there's this cool device that's mobile. And you can send messages to people. You can text, you can call, you can That's send Facebook messages, you can do DMing. That's you a can struggle smoke for me. Signal. That is something that I struggle with. I still work on. I'm not good at communicating that kind of stuff. I'll be in like in it, in the zone, if you will. And then the next thing I know, it's 20 after five. Megan's trying to get dinner on the table for us because she's taking care of the kids in the house and trying to make sure that I have a hot meal because she's awesome like that and I'm like oh and then she's like where are you I'm like oh oops yeah so you're saying you're not a good communicator when it comes to that kind of thing not at all that's not true you don't think so no what's true is that you tell yourself you're not a good communicator Hmm. and as a result you live into that self fine I I am a great communicator I just have been slacking on the communication skills you've just made other choices yeah yeah don't have to be hard on yourself about it. Do you know my biggest my biggest concern in life is to feel as if I'm inconveniencing people. I don't like that. So tardiness to me is inconveniencing of people. But in our lines of work, we're at mercy of so many others. There are a lot of variables. Megan and I were just in this office talking about how literally our lives consist of taking care of a, like 100%. Sure. We take care of our kids at home. Yeah. We take care of families in the community here. We take care of our kids at home. It's, you know, we're literally at the mercy of, you know, babies and diapers and four and five-year-olds screaming and people grieving, people grieving, wanting to honor their loved ones. Yeah. And I guess that's probably true of most people in their employ. I guess. Yeah. Uh, that I like to use the word employ that way. It's really good. Um, but, you know, we're all taking care of things or, or taking care of people, whether it's nursing homes or, 
some sort of e-commerce work. We're always taking care of something, someone other than ourselves, and it's it's exhausting. It's utterly. It, it can be exhausting. It's utterly exhausting. One thing that we did, as far as the tardiness is concerned, I mean, I, I'm I'm a stickler about it. I'm sorry, y'all. You know what? We said it was never going to happen again. Oh, which is why, by the way, it's still happening. It's and it's still happening on the day of release. It's just not happening at yeah, the time. Yeah, I mean, it's because there the, was that one Friday we totally missed. Like it never came out. It didn't come out. But this, this is, is still this happening. is still happening. This is you're getting it the moment it's recorded. You're hearing it live. No matter when you're hearing this, <laughs> that's very true. It's live. It is very true. That's very true. Yeah. Time cards. I don't like them. I don't like them because it's not accountable. There's no accountability with just a time card. How so? Must be. It's kind of like the good old farmer Ben on this corner who has, you know, down Highway 231, his his tomatoes for sale and has the bucket for you to drop your two dollars in. The honor system. The honor system. You and don't a, think that works? Do no. Really, you think people just take stuff? Not from Farmer Ben. Oh. But if someone rolls in here and gets here at 8.01... Which is late. Which is late. They are not going to write 8.01 on their time card. That's why you have to have a time card that punches whatever the clock says. Exactly. That's why we got a, a thumbprint scanner. It's a digital thumbprint scanner now. So everyone comes in and it's they literally scan their print. No one can scan for them. Interesting Russian technology. Does it vote for them as well? Yes, it does. Cool. And then Trump calls them and thanks them. <laughs> Should I have said that? Anyway... Uh, so the, we get and then we get reports on that. It's yes. like, yeah, you you checked in at this time, you check out at this time. This is how much you're getting paid. So for. that's a time card. Yeah, but it's an accountability, whereas the time card is not accountable. But Just that is the, a time card, the handwritten time card. Oh, if, I don't think anyone does those. I don't think they've done those for <laughs> generations. They haven't, but we did. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we, well, we did up, up until, until last week. <laughs> up until literally like three weeks ago, we definitely did. Okay. And people had the time cards in their box, and they would handwrite their name and and what time they came in, what time they went to lunch, and what time they came back. I'm telling on ourselves. I'm like, that's whenever we literally were like, okay, this is the honor system through and through. But our parking lot is 500 miles away. So even if you pull into the parking lot at 7.59, you have to run to the office to get there by 8, which no one runs There's in the morning. no reason to get to work one minute before check-in. No. Right. Anyway, I just... A lot of the old-timers will get to work 45 minutes to an hour, and they'll sit around the break room and have their their yeah. uh, egg white sausage <laughs> McMuffin and coffee with their buddies, and then they're there you know, when it's time to get working. Yeah. Well, I... But you, so a welcome to the 21st century. Thank you. B sounds like you don't have a lot of trust in your peeps. No, no. I knew this was going to get brought up. I knew it was, and that is not the case. We have. Um, you literally said people can't be trusted. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, and then you said people lie on their timesheets. But they okay here here okay. in this establishment okay. where you work. But that don't. That don't. That, that don't. that that don't, don't mean, mean nothing. nothing. <laughs> <laughs> no, let me get back to it. Okay, overall, as I the double rec- negative does, by the way, have a function. Yeah, like I can't not like that. Nobody doesn't like Sarah Lee. <laughs> you know that's their motto. A lot of people think it's nobody does it like Sarah Lee, but it's nobody doesn't like Sarah Lee, which means guess what. Everyone likes Sarah Lee. Back to your point. My not point, trusting your people. That, I have a really bad 
problem of not thinking before I speak. So I'm not going to get out of this hole. So I guess, Dr. Carroll, you can dissect my mind psychologically. So I guess I don't trust people, but I don't trust people. <laughs> there you go. There you go. That's fine. I think it's just, I just, that's just That was a learning. That was a learning talking through it and realizing it. I Not your people in specific. Not my people. people in specific. People. I have a hard time, I guess, because what I've seen, I guess. I think what if I've I were Farmer Ben, I wouldn't want to leave my stuff out there. But people do. And it works. People do. You know why? Because some people might take a tomato without paying and some people would drop a $5 bill. R- right. It balances out. You know, there are restaurants that are doing this now where you come in and you pay what you can. New York City is really experimenting mm. with this. And you know what? The proprietors tend to be people from other countries. Um, people from the UAE, uh, people from the the Far East, the Near East, you know, kind of uh, Israel. There are people who are uh, establishing restaurants where it is a pay what you can. And these are nice meals. Like, they're not Michelin starred, but they're really quality, nice presentation meals, sit-down restaurants where anywhere from top-shelf CEOs to those who currently have no home can come in and eat together and you pay what you can. And they're, they're able to provide and still make profit because people pay more than they should and that makes up for people who can't pay anything at all. Let's go back to the time card, handwritten time card. Yeah. I'm hung on that. You really think that our, because uh, most of our team listens to this podcast. Okay. A lot of them. So you really think that Bailey, for instance, if she's five minutes late, we'll write 805? Okay. A couple of things. Number one, if they listen to the podcast, they're probably not lying on their timesheets because I think that's it's, okay. a personality thing. Much like I said before that- We love you, Bailey, by the way. Really, we do. Also, I didn't say that people are lying on their timesheets. You did. <laughs> you said. Wait, 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 wait. You said no one writes that it's 801. Yes, I did say that. So did, does that mean I said that they're lying? I guess that does mean lying. But no one does, do they? If you. I, don't I think know. you're saying maybe you don't. That if you were doing it, you would probably write 8 o'clock if it was 801. I, I don't I don't know. Would it affect their pay? One penny? One cent? One yeah. minute, I mean? No. I didn't think so. Not at all. And a lot of these people end up maybe staying later too, right? Yes. Okay. I'm well, terrible. I, it's kind of a moot issue because you finally now have technology that avoids people writing what time they come. Correct. And I'll work on my trust issues. How are you going to do it? You know the only way to get over not trusting someone? Just to trust them. That's it. The end. And that's that's something, hey, we're circling back. This kind of goes with uh, our executive assistant, like giving them tasks and allowing them to do it. And then I find I catch myself checking in, like saying, oh, did you do that? Sure. That's a trust issue. You need to just trust that it's getting done, right? I, I guess one could interpret that. It could be also an accountability issue. Well, we're, which is not a bad thing either. But yeah, I don't have to constantly check on on them. I'm just, I find myself, you know, we just implemented new technology for our pet cremation. Okay. Okay. And I am... It's a really great service, by the way. Thank you. And y'all took care of our dog, Sonnet, who died a couple of years ago. A couple ago. of years ago, I Still remember Still think that. about her. That was sad. She's a sweet dog. Very delicate. I was saddest watching Joy grieve over that. Yeah. That was awful. Well, what we've implemented for the pet business is technology similar to that of what we've implemented for our 
funeral homes. So whenever a vet, the, the traditionally the vet would actually have to call, they would pick up the phone, they would waste time, 20 seconds, 30 seconds at the end, and they had to fill out the paperwork, yada, 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 and then we come and pick the loved one up. Now, cut out the call, no paperwork, computer. Oh. Notification on your phone, which location, everything is documented via digital app, and then we go and retrieve the loved one and scan that they're received. The vet gets constant notification of what portion of care they're in. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. So I, I'm, I'm, I have a hard time trusting that that's being implemented properly because it's brand new. It's new, and that's I, I think that's okay. I okay, don't, I don't know that that's a trust issue okay. as much as it is you just wanting to be thorough and Very to thorough. follow through and to make sure that there's been adequate preparation and equipping. Because you don't really train people, you train animals and you, you educate people. You just want to make sure there's proper education. I think it's pretty amazing that we literally were going to do a podcast on tardiness and now it's turned into how Nathan has a hard time trusting. Are there other people in your life you have a hard time trusting? I'm going to say I don't think so, but after that we stop recording, I'll have an aha moment. Who knows? I don't know. I quit. I'm leaving the room. Okay. Nathan is he's hung up his headphones. He's out. He's he's done. I'm done. I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with this understanding of yourself that you're coming to. How in the world did we start on a podcast on tardiness and it turn into self I I think it always does. Yeah. What I'm interested in, though, in, in all of this, is the okayness of it. Oh. It's okay that you struggle with some trust issues. It's not a happy thing, maybe, but it's okay. Just because it's hard doesn't mean it's bad. I was hoping you'd finish that for me, but you did exactly what my kids do. They look at me blindly like I'm <laughs> an idiot. Oh, I haven't said that a million times in your life? Yeah. Not you, them. It's okay. Me. It's fine. Speaking of trust issues. It's no big deal. Well, uh, I have no issues trusting that you will think about this because you you do tend to take stuff away and think about it. Yes. And uh, I think it's, sorry, I think it's an opportunity for you to uh, to maybe exercise a little bit more risk and discover that that is its own reward. Trusting someone to do what they said they're going to do and see what happens, and then debrief with them. Celebrate what needs celebrating, encourage where there needs encouraging, equip where there needs equipping, and then let's do it again. I mean, I, do you think anybody has trust issues in you? Do you think people have a hard time trusting you? I'm sure there's someone, but they shouldn't. Good. So if that's the case, then you could translate that onto others too because you brought them in. They're your people. Touche. That's awesome. Good so thought. I'd like to talk a little bit about, so you, 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 we, we've all had opportunities to uh, hire and employ, bring people in, onto our teams. And, and we've done that for a reason. We've talked before about how you, you can, tr- you can train, you can educate people to do almost anything. So you hire character and then you educate for skill. Um, but there's still some sense in which we are uh, attracted to a, a certain kind of person. I'm not talking in a sexual sense here, but in a sense of, I think that person would do a great job in this particular role that I have. And I have people who will, um, 
whom I get to, to talk to or consult with or coach who are looking to fill positions. And so they'll say, hey, if you know anyone looking for blah, 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 I'll ask some questions. And then I'll have three or four people that week that I'll see who are looking for jobs. And I've had the privilege of aligning people uh, who are now not only part-time, but they're full-time and they're a big part of this team and they work together. Some of them have bought in on shares with companies. So it's been really cool to kind of be a matchmaker in yeah. that sense. Um, so I wanted to talk a little bit about attraction. What is it that we you look for, that I look for in in people that when we think, okay, that person is going to do what this company needs them to do. Again, not talking about interpersonal or romantic relationships, right. obviously, but in terms of employment. We, I, I think back on the successful ones, but also want to think on and talk about once we go past the the good is talk about the the failures too. <laughs> I think that's really funny. Oh yeah, to talk to talk about like where where we messed up. But what I am absolutely attracted to within someone's skill. Uh, uh, skill set or willingness is just um, there's a sense there is I don't know what it's called in humans maybe you can help me but like you are around people and like people always say oh I have a good read on mm-hmm. them I don't know what that's called you can call it a read you can call it intuition intuition you can call it chemistry whatever but there is a general um, it's a real thing if you're in tune with that Um I'm a connection. A, yep. I'm yeah. attracted to um, uh, proper grammar usage on a resume, uh, punctuation. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I'm attracted to uh, articulate speaking. Mm. I'm attracted to well put together people, people who take pride in the clothing in which they wear, the not, not wrinkly and, 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 you know, hair is nicely combed or, Faces properly shaved, um, shaven, chauvin, <laughs> <laughs> shoved, shoved. Yeah, um, I think it's shaven is, is appropriate. Thank there. you. And those are the initial; those are initial attractions. And then once you get past, like, okay, the the introduction, proper firm handshake, then the 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 human, the the answering of questions in a manner that's not staged or or rehearsed but just legit legitimate just being honest yeah. honesty is attractive yeah. very attractive transparency transparency those are the initial those are the initials as far as like whenever we've sat in on our recent interviews yeah and I'll let you talk about- well yeah so so there are it's not a it's not a science as much as it is an art right and you can have an an excellent world-class premier athlete has very tough games, very tough matches, very tough rounds, right? When you're interviewing someone, there's a large, and and you're going to like what is about to happen here. There's a dovetail coming that you don't see coming and it's going to be a jaw drop. There's a certain amount of, here comes, trust, (laughs) <laughs> that you put in someone whom you're interviewing. You're trusting that they're telling you the truth about themselves. You're trusting that the information they've provided is accurate and fairly representative of, of them. You're trusting, I mean, like one of the lamest questions I think that people ask in interviews, and I'm not trying to offend anyone who's ever asked it because we've all asked it in one way or another. 
but a question that doesn't mean anything is, what strengths do you think you bring and what are your weaknesses? Everybody prepares for that question, but it's a non-question to me because I can say anything. And here's the problem. People can say anything. Mm -hmm. It's what they do. There's a particular listener out there who's on a walk and she's listening to me saying that. And she's like, well, I know where he gets that. That would be joy. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you can say anything you want. It's what you do. Actions speak louder than words. And in an interview, it's only words. Mm. And then you make a hire and then here come the actions. And you realize I was duped. Yep. No matter how good a read you are on someone, because you know why? You can't read if someone's not lying when they don't know that they're lying. When they believe they're telling you the truth, it's how people pass lie detector tests. Sociopaths have no problem passing polygraphs because they believe their own lies. Mm. So they don't believe they're lying. So their heart rate doesn't go up because they're not hiding because they believe it, even though it's not true. I'm not saying that we've ever hired a sociopath because we haven't, but there are people who have been able to say anything and then they do something completely different. This happened to me once, called a, uh, an associate pastor. An entire committee was a part of this. Everybody on the committee had a particular read, including me. And there were very specific questions that received very specific answers, the answers to which were appropriate and exactly, you know, they were textbook. And then the person came and they were completely opposite. So much as to say, what are the things you enjoy doing? Well, I like having friends over for dinner. Well, not one person ever went in that person's home ever while they were working um, with me. Maybe you just weren't their friend. Nobody, nobody ever, nobody is, nobody was. Yeah. And that's just, that's like the smallest. You know, another thing is I, I, I don't have to do anything. Um, I can't get fired. Uh, did you know that I have a sleeping disorder? So I can't come into work before 11 any day. I mean, these are true things that happened. You don't, can't make that stuff up. And it's like, oh, I failed to mention in my interview that I'm narcoleptic and I can't come in before 11. Like, that's not what narcolepsy <laughs> is, A. B, that's a lie. And there were so many of those, right? So I think that we, you, we have to kind of forgive ourselves because we're not mind readers. There's no crystal ball. And some people simply do what they uh, do and they say what they say. So um, I think it's important that we acknowledge that we have our, our limitations. Um, that's okay. That's okay. Uh, just so you know, Nathan, uh, who has the bladder of an ant, has, uh, has left the studio. He's, he's left me by myself. I've always wondered if I could even do this podcast if I weren't actually talking to another human being because most people who do podcasts are talking by themselves into a mic, maybe imagining an audience. But anyway, he's gone. He'll come back. Uh, so it's, it's important to note, I think, that when uh, we are interacting with people, especially if you're doing uh, some sort of job interview or uh, interviewing someone to, to babysit your children or to mow your lawn or to paint your house or whatever that you, first of all, um, have a specified set of questions that you think can be helpful to you. Also, I think it's important to recognize that you're not going to get a full picture of who someone is simply because they've answered your questions. I think that it, there is a, there's always a way for people to hide 
something of who they are. And I don't think that that's intentional. So I do think it's important uh, when we bring somebody on to uh, a staff or onto a team or onto a job uh, that you have or you have some responsibility for, I think it's important that we create a probationary period so that people can uh, show you who they are and you, they get six weeks, two months, six months of probation um, so that you can see kind of who they are. Uh, I think that's an important practice. Uh, Nathan's back. I told everybody about your aunt-sized bladder and how you left and <laughs> whether I could do a podcast by myself. And um, Did you do okay? I kept going. I have no question. I don't have any trust <laughs> issues in myself. I'm so sorry. I think I could do it. I am so sorry. So what do you think about that? What do you think about a probationary period for people that you hire? I think it's great yeah. to have that. That way they put um, some meat on the bones yeah. of what they say they are. Did, you, did you talk about like the bad ones? Not yet. No, no, I didn't. Because I, I, I don't want to talk about specifics. No, no, but. I don't want to talk about specifics. <laughs> I'm talking about the bad ones. The, the reason that, that uh, uh, previously, I think the solution to the better, what's the word I'm trying to say? Don't rush. We, we need to fill a position. There's emergency involved. Yeah, there's, there's a never, sense of, never an emergency. It's never. It's important, but not urgent. Correct. So those are that's what I was trying to get to, and yeah. I don't know how to word it properly. I, I think I'm just bouncing back from being out. I'm sorry for that. Yeah, so um, I, think, I think what you're saying is... Don't rush. Do your due diligence. Due diligence. Spend the time. Probation. We've had, we have several interviews. Mm -hmm. We check references. Mm -hmm. We do drug tests. We do all that we're supposed to do. But I do think bringing somebody on, giving them an opportunity to get a feel for the place as well as giving us an opportunity to get a feel for the place and then doing right by them right. so that at the end of the probationary period, you know, they're guaranteed a certain pay for that period because they're, they're pouring themselves into this too. And if they do decide, oh gosh, this isn't for me or we decide, oh gosh, this isn't for you, that there is some kind of a grace period or they stay on until they can find something else. Like it's really important to take care of people in that Absolutely. regard. Very rarely is it like if someone's stealing from you, they're doing drugs from you, then you have to fire them. That violates the terms of the, of the probation. But if it's just not a good fit. However, the people that we have brought in who ended up not being good fits, they were a good fit for a while and then something happened. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's because they had a personal change or or what. Something happened in their lives or they decided they didn't like the direction that, that the company was going. I think when you have decided to take a different trajectory than what they knew or they didn't feel like they were on the end, that's when we've discovered or you've discovered, oh, they've, they've, made, a, they've made a change. They're not who I I thought they were right, and it, you know, it's happened, and that seems like distant history now, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. Have you ever heard of the law of attraction? Isn't there a movie called Laws of Attraction? I don't know. Yes, the law of attraction—it's <laughs> a mystery, and according to the law of attraction.com, is that real? That's a real thing. Okay, yeah, of course it is. I could say like pickledpeppers.com is probably a thing. Basically, the idea is. I'm going to look that up. I'm nervous. Don't. Basically, the idea is that every second of every day, people are acting like human magnets, setting out um, what it is that we want and drawing, our, drawing those things to ourselves. Pickledpeppers.com is, as far as I know, not 
an accurate website. Not there. So the law of attraction. Wow. We're magnets. We have this ability to attract into our lives what it is that we're focusing on. That's Mm -hmm. the whole idea. Regardless of age, nationality, religious beliefs, sexual orientation, voting uh, traditions, we are susceptible to the laws that govern the universe, some argue, one of which is the law of attraction, using the power of the mind to translate what's in our thinking and materializing them into realities, that thoughts always turn into things. So when you manifest, this is what I want for myself, and then you achieve it, many would say that's not a mystery. Like that, that was going to happen because you put it out there. And there is this sense that the universe or God or however you want to think about that is, is bringing that to you. I mm-hmm. mean, I think for people who practice Christianity, the, the biblical kind of proof of that is that God gives people the desires of their hearts. Mm-hmm. From a scientific perspective, you can talk about the laws of the universe and, and every other, uh, there, there are ways to think about it in ethics and philosophy. I think there's some truth to it. Right. And so it's really important that we not talk down to ourselves, negatively about ourselves. Like for instance, you were saying something earlier that, what were you saying that um, you're not? I'm stupid or something? <laughs> no, and I said, well, I know that you tell yourself about that, but I don't know that you actually are that. And I'm not sure if we were on mic or, or before, but we, people tell themselves about that things, those things all the time. We talked about it before. People say they're not a morning person. That's just because you don't wake up early. Get up 10 minutes earlier for the next six weeks and then get up 10 minutes earlier than that for six weeks. And six times six, 36, 36 weeks later, you're getting up an hour earlier than you were, you know, half a year before. So in six months time, you're now, you now have an hour to spend. You know how much time that adds to your life? Yeah, a lot. And that's just getting up 10 minutes earlier every day for six weeks at a time. No big deal. You can do it. Everybody can do it. To say that I can't is just to say that I can't. So what are we putting out there? We're putting out there that we, we can't. As a result, we won't. So we don't. Putting out there that we want to means we probably will. The law of attraction. Powerful. So what is it that you want to put out there? Maybe you want to put out there that you want to be more trusting. I'm going to be more trusting. I'm going to be more trusting. That people are inherently good. That people are inherently to be believed, to be trusted. Now, that's dangerous. It's risky. It is. It is very risky. It's not without its its, uh, fear. But at the same time, it can be very rewarding. And I think people will rise to the level of your expectations. So if you expect them to be 100% transparent, I think they will. Okay. Done. Let's see what happens. Okay. What is it that we want our listeners to put out there? I want our listeners to put out there that our podcast is going to go viral. Viral. You've said it. You've said before that it's on its way. It is on its way. I don't know, 22,000. 22, yeah. Yeah, I remember whenever it was like 6,000 listeners. Yeah, we would watch it. And we were like, wow, that's wow, a lot. Wow, that's so many. 22,000, 84th episode. That's, yeah. That's today, the 84th yep, episode. Yep, and it's tardy. And then tardiness turned into trust, and trust turned into manifest destiny. And oh my gosh, that's crazy. That's, the, that's what we do here. Yes, we do. I'm Nathan Morris. I'm Jonathan Carroll, and this is You'll Die Trying.